How's it going, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Supermarcado Bros Video Game Music Podcast. That is true. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best, sometimes the weirdest, video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Oh boy, do we got something special in store for you today. I guarantee that both you and myself, as well as all of our listeners, we are going to have a ball today. This is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be looking at the music to the series of Katamari Damashi. Not just the first game, but also at least a couple sequels um, in the series. This uh, topic was given to us via Patreon. It was a suggestion from uh, our patron, Anthony. So thanks, Anthony, for your support. Uh, and hopefully you enjoy this episode. Uh, so yeah, Katamari as a series is just really, really weird. It's a really interesting and creative video game series, but it's incredibly odd and quirky, and the music fits the bill. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Boy, does it ever. Uh, we have some really quirky, eccentric, and all-around just smile-inducing pieces of video game music today. We featured some music um, from this series over the years. I think one yeah. of the first times we ever played something was on our Favorites with Friends episode for uh, Emily Reese. I remember yeah, that's she brought true. in something. Yeah, and it I think we played Lonely Rolling Star. Yep, and then we played the main theme, and I think maybe one other theme. So yeah, there's a lot of this music on today's playlist that we've never talked about before. And like we mentioned before, we're going to start off talking about the music from the first game, Katamari Damashi. But then we are going to move on to uh, two other sequels: We Love Katamari for also the PS2, and then Katamari Forever, which came out for the PS3. Now there were additional sequels that <laughs> came out with this series uh, for some of the portable systems, but we're just going to be focusing on these three uh, games. This melody that you guys are kind of hearing, uh, it's its a take on the main theme, which is called Katamari on the Rocks. We're going to hear this a lot today. One of the trends that happens in this series is trying to take this main theme and do it in almost every genre you could ever imagine. So, <laughs> so get used to hearing this melody because we're, we're going to hear it a lot. There's going to be a lot of vocals, a lot of really nonsensical... <laughs> lyrics, uh, just a lot of zaniness. So yeah, this, this is going to be an absolute blast and a nice change of pace. This is the kind of thing I think that people want and expect from a video game music podcast. <laughs> That's funny. All right. So should we get into it, Will? Let's do it. All right. So what you're listening to right now, fading this down here, this is Katamari on the Swing. <laughs> and this comes to us from the second game, which is We Love Katamari. Um, and it's interesting, on the Swing... I have a feeling it was called that, it was named that because it's a swing track, but it literally sounds like this is Katamari on, you know, on a swing. Um, so yeah, it's just one example of really interesting <laughs> lyrics. A little this bit one of was double entendre there. Right. This one was composed by Yoshihito Yano, as well as Yu Miyake. And once again, that was from the second game. All right, let's go to the first game here. And let's take a listen to really kind of where everything starts. This is the main theme of the first game. It's called Katamari on the Rocks, an iconic melody, 
one that they hearken to so many times in the series. Uh, probably one of the most popular and beloved uh, themes from a video game in the 2000s era, I would say, for sure. So let's take a listen to this. This is composed by Yu Miyaki and Masayuki Tanaka. Here we go. standard material here you guys yeah. listening to katamari on the rocks this is the main theme from katamari damashi composed by yu miyake as well as masayuki tanaka uh two main sections that, that this piece really has it has that build up which lasts so long leading into the main melody the la 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 that iconic theme and then there's this other section that comes in which is kind of like this weird call and response rap um and it's another example of Speaking English, but you can't really understand really what they're saying because they're not native speakers, um, and the lyrics are kind of nonsensical to begin with. It's really funny, actually, to watch some of these videos on YouTube because certain people will leave comments <laughs> that'll be like, entire English lyrics, and they'll list the entire lyrics as they can hear them, and they'll just be totally nonsense. It, it, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah, there's um, a lot of novel and kind of creative uh, production elements, I think, in this track. I really love how they have kind of like the uh, expanding vocal harmonies as part of the build-up. Mm-hmm. And those chords are really kind of interesting and slightly unexpected. But yeah, I, yeah. I really love this piece. It's very kind of technicolor, polychromatic, really colorful and bright and fun and it, it it puts a smile on your face i mean yeah, I, it's like, I don't know how it couldn't it's almost scientifically it's, impossible yeah a lot of this music you just cannot not smile to it this is kind of lounge meets techno meets breakbeat meets you know that ridiculous genre. j-pop uh so yeah that's kind of where everything starts and if you're not familiar with the music of this series hopefully that's a good introduction to what's going to be in store all right now we're going to totally change gears here and move on to a pretty authentic fugue. The only thing that you're going to hear that's 
maybe not authentic is the instrument choice. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, it'll be a surprise. This is Fugue number 7777, composed by Asuka Sakai from Katamari Damashi. Here we go. <laughs> Wow, that's really cool. You guys are listening to Fugue number 7777 from Katamari Damashi for the PS2. This is composed by Asuka Sakai. This is very, very authentic to an actual fugue. It follows all of the rules and all the conventions. Very beautiful uh, counterpoint. It's I actually really like this synth vocal. Like I think there must have been maybe a male and a female that was like recorded and put into some like 80s keyboard and then it's played on you know all the notes um but yeah it's so something's really beautiful about it obviously it's very silly and quirky but um yeah just beautiful music there is something about hearing the human voice creating kind of that uh masterful counterpoint that there's something really attractive about that i want to yeah. talk just a little bit about what a fugue is uh for any of okay. our listeners that don't really know what we're talking about um, really the idea of melody in a fugue is really about um, a short series of notes which is called a subject and the idea is that the melody isn't in one voice so it's not what's called homophonic or heterophonic where you have clearly defined melody and harmony basically this melodic idea gets passed around between all the different voices and the kind of genius of the music is how all these different lines work together it's right. um, called polyphony a concept called polyphony which essentially means separate melodies working together um, and yeah a fugue is basically the the highest form of baroque era counterpoint and what's great about this piece is as Carl mentioned it was written within some of those baroque era restraints and it follows that kind of sense of harmony and development and form which I think kind of makes the joke um, even funnier the fact that this oh, is absolutely. an authentically composed piece but hearing it with that very quirky as Carl mentioned like keyboard vocal sample sound it, it kind of sells the joke all the more and well and this is actually something that happens a lot in this series where musically uh, the composition is taken seriously but the presentation could not be more silly and like and like I said earlier uh, there's going to be some really beautiful music today some really beautiful melodies nostalgic melodies um, you know obviously there's going to be a lot of zaniness as well so this is a perfect example of what's so unique about the music of this series is it's not just one thing like it actually wouldn't be that funny if this was uh just a silly piece of music that wasn't taken seriously yeah that, that juxtaposition of the composition versus a presentation is i think what's really effective here um and yeah like will was mentioning uh if you don't really if you still are having trouble understanding what 
technically is a fugue, the best thing we can say to describe it is it's one of the most expressive styles of music as far as taking an idea and having so much interaction. One idea is moved around to so many different voices in such a free way. Uh, and it really feels like th- this wonderful interplay between so many different voices. And there's th- really a fugue is one of the strongest uh, examples in music of that kind of interplay. So yeah, um, a more simple example of kind of multiple ideas layering on top of each other. And something that I imagine more mm-hmm. people are familiar with is the idea of a canon. I'm sure, oh, sure many of us sang, you know, canons when we were little kids. And that's the idea where you take the same melody, but stagger the entrances. Right. And as people keep entering the context of the harmony changes and you hear one part of the melody interacting against another part of the melody right yeah uh, i mean we could, we could have a whole episode talking about fugues but we should probably move on for the sake of time here so let's move on to you know what we actually haven't prepared a track of the week so i think what we're going to have to do is decide uh, what we think the track of the week is as we go. We're not super familiar with a lot of this music to the series, so let's just kind of see what happens. This is, I think, one contender. We absolutely love this track. This was the track that Emily brought in um, back when we did uh, her Favorites with Friends episode. Let's take a listen to a wonderful pop song, Lonely Rolling Star. just the best you guys listening to lonely rolling star from katamari damashi composed by yoshihito yano as well as saki kabata and there's a couple things i want to talk about this game if anyone's not familiar uh, what the actual game is it's kind of like this third person puzzle slash action game where you play as a katamari who's just this rolling object and as you roll around in the environment, you pick up things kind of like a magnet that are smaller than you. So as you get bigger, you're able to pick up larger and larger objects, you know, and then eventually, you know, you just get this massive, uh, you know, rolling object that I think the point of the game is, is um, to try to turn into a star. Uh, so 
So yeah, that's the game itself is incredibly quirky and creative, and that's kind of what we're hearing with this music. I think this is a really wonderful pop melody, but it takes so long to kind of get to that chorus. I think there's something effective about how long we have to wait. Well, and there's so there's something so unabashedly cute about that verse melody that's so simple, yeah. and it's just about hearing those same notes uh, recontextualize over the changing chord progression. But it's, right. it's like the cutest idea ever. Yeah, that, that, that. Yeah, well, that, that, and then that. talk about cute. I mean, when she sings that that uh, chorus in slight English, it's like a combination of Japanese and English. Uh, the way that she pronounces "rolling" is just—it's—it's. It's, I just love it. I just love hearing these like non-native English <laughs> vocalists um, trying to to sing these lyrics in English and. I just, I would not want to hear anyone else sing this song. Yeah, it's a really beautiful melody. And again, kind of interesting, unexpected production. Uh, but it really, yeah. I, yeah, I remember the first time Some listening stuff. to this, just adoring those harmonies and just being kind of floored by uh, the kind of vastness, uh, that kind of open feeling mm-hmm. of the chorus is, is really infectious. And I like how long it takes to build because you don't necessarily expect what ultimately happens one thing i want to mention is carl you you called this a pop song and i think in terms of the production and the simplicity of the melody it's totally pop but some of these chords are so much jazzier than what we would get in like american pop music there are those kind of you know surprising tritone substitution chords and Mm -hmm. those kind of unexpected uh minor chords and really sort of more lush harmony than um, I think we imagine a lot of pop music, and I think that just goes to show that uh, maybe a lot of the music that we listen to on a daily basis, there's room for a little bit more expressiveness, and that's yeah, what I think true. Um, I always take away whenever listening to you know a great like J-pop song is that there's something so much more rich in that type of harmony and even the melody writing than I think a lot of the pop music that we settle for uh, in the U.S. Well, I think this is a this is definitely a contender for track of the week. I think it really sums up what's unique about the series, this combination of overt silliness and goofiness mixed with really pretty musical elements as well and it's just very adorable so yeah that's definitely a contender let's let's think about that as we move forward we're not going to move on to actually one of anthony's picks he wanted us to showcase this track it's called katamari stars and it's one of the uh instrumental pieces of music that this series has from what i was seeing when i was researching it looked like it was mostly vocal music in this series so we do have a lot of that but yeah this is instrumental it's really beautiful and laid back let's take a listen to to Katamari Stars, composed by Hideki Tobeta.
You guys are listening to Katamari Stars from the first game in the Katamari series. This is composed by Hideki Tobeta, and this was one of uh, Anthony's picks that he wanted us to play. Uh, and I can really see why. It's really beautiful. It's this combination of like classical, maybe like Japanese folk or film music meets again like kind of modern electronic. It's really relaxing and beautiful, like repetitive lines that. Again, you know, the context changes with, with the differing chords. It's really pretty stuff. It's interesting, that chromatic idea that keeps getting repeated, it's the kind of thing that there is a lot of dissonance and clash with the chord mm-hmm. progression, but because every single note is exactly the same each repetition and it's so chromatic, right. you kind of start to accept it and it puts you in a little bit of a trance i find it interesting that that's actually the first presentation you hear of the melody um i almost think it would be more effective to switch it around so that you hear kind of the more Mm. simple plain version of the theme because it's really gorgeous and and then introduce that chromatic element because it was sort of interesting as it was happening i was expecting it to be more of an effect driven piece that it's about creating a mood and less about, you know, sort of a beautiful melody. Uh, but then that theme comes in and it's like, Oh no, wait a minute. This actually is really gorgeous. Um, it's just kind of being altered with, I mean, I, I think that's really cool though. And, uh, you know, props to this composer Hideki Tobeda for, um, taking sort of a risk like that i think i think the only oh wait no we have i think a couple other uh tobeda tracks coming up on the playlist but um yeah it seemed like he did maybe a less number of tracks in the series than some of the other lead composers but yeah his stuff is always very very different very interesting okay let's move on to a piece of music that we actually have shared on the podcast previously i think it's been about a year and a half maybe since we shared this on our vocals episode which was a really fun episode Uh, i can't remember that i feel like that was probably a patreon suggested episode as well but anyway this is called wanda wanda i think it's very interesting um yeah i'm just really excited to kind of to talk about what's what's so special about this track wanda wanda composed by you miyake You guys are listening to Wanda Wanda from Katamari Damashi. We have a couple more tracks from the first game before we move on to the rest of the series. This is composed by Yu Miyake, and the second time we've shared this on the podcast. It's so interesting. Uh, I just love the kind of vocoder harmonies that are established on this. And again, this is a great example of 
taking very simple melody. It's kind of like this two note melody, just going between these two different notes, but the harmony above and underneath it really contextualizes it in, in, in a unique way. Some some really spicy chord changes, just, just beautiful piece of music. Yeah, it's interesting. There's actually only one note that changes in that main sequence right. and it's the lowest pitch in the chord um mm -hmm. but it changes it from this sort of suspended chord to being major it you know it's oscillating between the fourth and the third and right. it's uh, often there's sort of principles about this in music theory that the the lowest note in terms of the sonority of the chord and the harmony in general is the most important at um creating our perception of what the chord actually is and so uh what that's what makes this piece cool is that the only changing pitch is that lowest one but it gives us a completely different mood um it's almost you know you could use this as an example in sort of like a treatise on harmony or something that it's just that hmm. smallest move that you can make completely changes the color in the oh absolutely mood. and eventually the the um, i think the whole chord moves down kind of in parallel right. look down like a half step and back up my favorite thing about this track actually was when the drums came in yeah where things lined it up in the bar was totally different Unexpected. than what it feels like absolutely when you're just listening to the vocal tracks where the one is where the downbeat is uh is not what anyone i think was expecting when you when you first uh just hear the vocals so yeah uh definitely context is a really fictive element in this track because rhythmically and harmonically it's just you're kind of thrown for a loop in in a good way okay so let's it move makes on you to wanda no, sorry. <laughs> it does make you Wanda. That was a nice dad joke there, Will. Uh, all right. This is uh, Sera Sera, and it's it's not the, the song that you're thinking of. Uh, this is composed by Asuka Sakai as well as Charlie Kosai. Let's take a listen to this from Katamari Damashi. So great. You guys are listening to K Sarasara, which is not the Doris Day song, but uh, it's a new original piece of music from Katamari Damashi. This is composed by Asuka Sakai as well as Charlie Kusai. This is, um, yeah, really uh, one of the things that was distracting Will and myself, and this is something that we hear a lot in the series, is really uh, odd panning. Uh, like, for example, that piano was only on the left channel. Right. Um, and, and some of the panning in the series, I think, was done 
to kind of just disrupt your expectations or almost to kind of mess with the listener. So there's a lot of really weird production things that that some of these composers um, do in the series. But yeah, aside from that, Will, what do you think about this track? I think it's really awesome. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I love the melody. I like the... I guess I like the production. I guess I sort of don't like the panning thing. It makes it distracting and kind of uncomfortable to listen to with headphones, in my opinion. Um, Kind of like early stereo mixes. That's um, yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. The '60s, just that awkward sound of things being completely hard panned. Um, It just you know not necessarily intended for headphones i guess but right. i i like the track i like the melody and the chords and that it's going for this kind of slightly more old-fashioned jazz standard sound and i like the fact that there's vibraphone and i like the the rhythmic ideas and everything yeah it's nice yeah absolutely really nice vocal performance as well he's a great voice um again it's it's, it's adorable when he <laughs> he sings english because uh, the lyrics themselves are kind of nonsensical, but also um, just like kind of the way he pronounces the words. Uh, yeah, is is just really, really cute. All right, let's move on to the last track we're going to talk about today from the first game. And this is really adorable. Uh, this is a vocal piece of music, but it sounds to me like it's this choir, this children's choir here singing. Uh, it's just it's just awesome. This is I could consider this, uh, and in my opinion, another contender for track of the week. I'm excited to hear Will's thoughts on this. This is Cherry Blossom Color Season, okay, from Katamari Damashi. This one was composed by Yu Miyaki. Let's take a listen. <laughs> listening to cherry blossom color season uh it's oh i can't even take this it's i want to adopt all of those kids oh my god i think this is this is probably going to be our track of the week this week sorry we didn't have the jingle for it uh let's do it now this week's track of the week 
Um, yeah, so Cherry Blossom Color Season, and let's talk a little bit about the performers here. And I do want to mention, uh, you know, maybe from now on we try to credit some of the vocalists. So, for example, the last track, uh, Charlie Kosai was the vocalist on that. This one is credited to uh, Tomomi Suzuki, which is some sort of chorus um, in Japan. And Yumiyaki, who's the composer, is actually playing the guitar on, on this piece of music. But Are you oh sure my God, it's not it's the adorable. name of, like, one kid who's been, like you know tracked again and again i don't think so because it's the it's credited chorus and then uh tomomi suzuki so i guess i'm not i'm not positive um it's either the name of a chorus maybe like a school or something oh my god um that kid is so cute all those kids when they started singing and then the little solo oh it's so adorable they should have children singing on every video game that would just make it a million times better it does make everything better. Yeah. Yeah. We just, our hearts melted when we started listening to this track. Maybe some people hate that and maybe they don't like little kids, but I love kids. Oh my God. That was so cute. Yeah. This is a great song too. It was a beautiful melody. I, I love the chords and oh man, that just really puts a smile on my face. How could it not? So good. All right. Let's move on to the second game in the series. So we did play one track so far. It was the play in, which was that Katamari on the swing. We're going to take a listen to something um, that I think is really awesome. This really sounds like straight up Vince Guaraldi. It really does. It's jazzy. Uh, it's a jazzy solo piano track, but it is actually a uh, variation on the main theme, the Catamary on the Rocks theme. So it's exciting to kind of uh, hear this unique take on this. Composed by Asuka Sakai and Yu Miyaki, let's take a listen to Overture 2 from We Love Katamari. listening to Overture 2 from We Love Katamari. This one was composed by Asuka Sakai and Yu Miyake. I will say that so far uh, all the tracks that Yu Miyake have worked on have been some of my absolute favorite uh, and he he was one of the composers of the of the main theme uh and so yeah what a really interesting arrangement if you weren't super familiar with the theme you probably would miss that this is actually a variation of it well what do you think about this yeah i love it i totally hear what you're talking about with it being this kind of jazz piano waltz thing um you know i almost wonder is it possible that you miyaki is only being credited for writing the original theme that this one's based on and that's possible it's an arrangement or something it's definitely possible 
Yeah, but it's I, I love hearing it in this version and the sort of slight chromatic alterations they make to the melody um, just to make it just a wee bit more jazzy. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, absolutely. So here I'm, I'm looking at the crediting and it does say composer is uh, Asuki Asai and Yu Miyake. So it's hard to know. Um, you know, uh, if, if Asaki Asai was the one who did all the new alterations based on Miyake's melody. But either way, wonderful piece of music. Let's move on, shall we? We're going to move on to an Asuka Sakai solo composition here. And this one is called Tsuyogari Katamari. Let's take a listen to this from We Love Katamari. You guys are listening to Tsuyogari Katamari, which was solely composed by Asuka Sakai, and the vocalists here are Yasuyuki Horigome and Takaki Horigome. Uh, yeah, this is this is a lot of fun. Excellent use of the wah pedal. Yeah, this is this is kind of like a classic Katamari track where it's very relaxing, some quirky instrument choice, um, kind of loungy, jazzy with. Really delightful vocals. Textbook. <laughs> <laughs> Close the book. Next song. Textbook Katamari. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go to the next song. Uh, I believe this was another um, Anthony pick. Uh, this is from, obviously, the second game, We Love Katamari. He wanted us to play Heaven's Rain, which is uh, a really <laughs> interesting piece of music. Uh, it's, it's another vocal song, and I'm pretty sure she's trying to sing English at least partly, but I can't really understand almost anything she's saying. So yeah, let's try to see if we can decipher what she's saying. Really adorable, really awesome piece of music. Beautiful. Let's take a listen to Heaven's Rain, composed by Hideki Tobeta. Play, Anna. 
So beautiful. You guys are listening to Heaven's Rain. It's also known by the title Angel Rain. The singer is credited uh, with the alias Yu, Y-O-U. And uh, we have uh, Takashi Ikazawa on guitar, Yoshiaki Sato on accordion, and Ryuchi Takata on violin. And again, it's composed by Hideki Tobeda. I don't know. I would say this could be maybe a potential second track of the week. I, I, I think this is phenomenal. Yeah, it's really beautiful. It the sound of um that violin section i don't know if it's double tracked or if they yeah it's um, it's one violinist double tracked yeah yeah it's uh it kind of gives you the flavor of an old you know 40s or 50s orchestra arrangement on a song it even reminds me of some old film score kind of things like a bernard hermony um type of thing like i I don't know carl if you've ever heard the score to marnie um i don't believe so similar it's actually sort of a similar progression to like the taxi driver theme that he also did right um but the opening of this track has that kind of lush um jazz classical hybrid harmony that's really sumptuous and uh, very evocative and old-fashioned yeah absolutely and then that accordion playing is just uh, magnificent you know like the the part writing and the performance it's just and the dynamics vir- virtuosic too, yeah you know that I think that takes a lot of control to kind of have those gradual crescendi and stuff. Well, now we're going to move on to a track called Beautiful Star, and I think this is another instrumental composition. It's very unique. It kind of shows off some of the more experimental sides of this series. Uh, there's a lot of reverse sounds that are mixed in um, with the music here, so it's interesting. Let's take a listen to Beautiful Star. Thank you. 
You guys are listening to Beautiful Star from We Love Katamari. This one was composed by Yoshihito Yano and Yu Miyake. There's not really a lot that I have, uh, I guess, really to discuss about this. I, I just thought it was an interesting side of this series, an interesting change of pace. Pretty effective use of kind of reverse sounds, almost sound design mixed with music. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty effective. I wonder if they had, like, I, I don't know what the titles of this would be, but if they had the equivalent of, like, a producer um, working on these soundtracks, because there seems to I'm be sure. kind of, like, a very specific aesthetic um, that's really being created through the production and the engineering of all of these recordings and all of these tracks. Uh, that I, That's almost more fascinating to me sometimes than the compositions themselves, because... In terms of the music, I don't want to say it's conservative, but a lot of it is very, um, you know, it's not necessarily pushing the envelope in right. terms of uh, new genres or, or new style or anything. But it, it's really in the production. That's where it gets so quirky. That's why everyone thinks, oh, Katamari, you know, this is going to be a blast and this is going to be weird and goofy. That has so much to do with the production, the arrangements, I guess you could say, in terms of, you know, timbre and instrument combination and all these things but in a track like this you know where we have all those um you know reverse effects you're playing all of these kind of uh recordings backwards and getting mm-hmm. all those weird sort of phasey sounds um it, that mixed with like an accordion i'm sure that's something that's never really been done before yeah pretty interesting stuff and yeah this particular track is a little bit more unique and novel but overall the sound that katamari sound that a lot of this series has does remind me of uh, japanese music of the past you know particularly there's a lot of these 90s quirky j-pop electronic bands such as like pizzicato 5 uh, that's a band that really comes to mind has a very similar sound to uh what we're hearing in this series a, a particular quirky combination of different genres such as jazz and lounge and pop right so uh yeah the composers and Producers of this series did a wonderful job of nailing that aesthetic. All right, let's move on to a pretty traditional um, bossa nova piece that I think uh, Hideki Tobeda totally nailed here. I'm not sure why this track is called Houston, but it is. (laughs) Let's take a listen to Houston, which is a wonderful bossa nova from We Love Katamari. Fittingly enough, the singer of this track is credited to Katamari Robo, which we're hearing right now. <laughs> this is Houston from We, Lo- we Love Katamari. And, uh, you know, it was fairly authentic to Bossa Nova until that Robo came in. And it's, right. now it's getting kind of this weird J-pop lounge 
electronic territory. Um, makes sense. This is, I, th- I don't know. I think this is a really great track. Yeah, this is great. Uh, yeah, interesting, um, again, production going on here where it's like we're combining something that we're combining something that feels almost like lounge music or elevator music that mm-hmm. you would get from like the 50s but the sound of the production is is more modern in terms of how the instruments are mic'd and especially oh, yeah. the vocals the sound of the vocals and then you have those weird like synth pad sweepy sounds i don't even know what's going on there uh, um and then yeah it's it's very interesting um I guess that's like keeping one foot in the weirdness of the Katamari musical world. Right. Well, I'm excited to now move on to the last game we're going to talk about today. This is Katamari Forever. Like I said, there were other sequels um, that were released for things like the PSP and like mobile. Um, We're just going to focus on these three. This one has a really nice soundtrack as well. Katamari Forever. Mm -hmm. Is Val Kilmer in this? No, he's not. (laughs) Different Forever. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. This uh, first track is called Katamari on the Roads, which I think is a really clever title because that's literally what this is. It's a variation of the main theme on solo Fender Roads. And what I think is effective about this piece of music is the, the arrangement and performance is nice. It was composed by uh, Yoshihiro Yano and Yu Miyake again. But I really liked how they record this Roads because it's um, not the best sound like on purpose. I think what they did is they... They had uh, the normal kind of line-in feed, which sounds nice, but they also, I think, recorded just like with a mic the sound of the 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 roads just in the room, like the just the acoustics sound of like the tines, and so you're hearing that. So you're hearing like a really tiny kind of percussive sounding roads, uh, which I think really fits um, the tone of this song. Let's take a listen to Katamari on the Roads. is awesome you guys are listening to katamari on the roads i know we've heard this melody a lot they sure get a lot of mileage out of it and it's actually not the last time today we're gonna hear it um i don't know i think that's really delightful uh you know they definitely landed on something quite special with the main theme um and so i actually really enjoy all these different takes on it uh this is actually one of my favorites i i will say uh, I think it's a really interesting arrangement, and like I said before, I think the sound of the recording here um, is just is just very unique. It's not really like a, a Rhodes recording that I've heard before. It definitely feels like they're capturing some of that um, percussive sound of of someone actually hitting the keys on the Rhodes. It's it's right. interesting. And I do think that all of the self-reference with that theme is one of the things that actually establishes it and makes it something sort of iconic. Right. 
um, they're they're almost treating it in a way not not to be insulting, but they're treating it like it's more recognizable and more sacred of a thing than it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's actually what sort of establishes it and makes it classic. It's a great theme and it's really catchy and memorable. But by hearing it in all these different presentations, it just sort of solidifies to you that it's an important theme and almost in the way that you know the Super Mario Brothers theme isn't really used in earnest in most of the games other than the original one and it's only ever used in kind of a winking reference or a nod and that's because it's so classic and so recognizable it almost overshadows everything else and could um Hmm. take away maybe from uh its actual function in the game and so i think there's there's something similar that happens here with that theme but in this case, I feel like it's all these different arrangements and nods to that theme that make it so classic and kind of give it some longevity. For sure. Well, I'm excited to move on to this track. This is yet another uh, variation of the main theme, but uh, this one is so awesome. It's a f- it's straight up funk. It's this really fleshed out big ensemble. You have brass, you have a rhythm section, you do have some wah guitar as well uh, that's returning here um yeah this is a really awesome variation it's called katamari on the wings and this one was composed by yoshihiro yano and yu miyake as well let's take a listen to it and get funky favorites you guys are listening to katamari on the wings from katamari forever for the ps3 this one was composed by yoshihiro yano and yu Miyake. you have some great horn playing here wonderful funky guitar rhythm section i actually really like what the melody evolves into after you know obviously it starts off with uh singing that main theme uh with some some new lyrics i think some of the similar lyrics that we played in with with katamari on the swing he actually says that again in this one, um, but yeah, what this evolves into, I think, is is really great. Yeah, this is this is a standout for me. Totally. Yeah, this is could almost be like a definitive version of that main theme. Yeah, yeah, I would totally be okay with a world where this was the only version of it because it's it's just really funky and really weird in Japanese and really well, good. and it sort of gets to that melody a little bit sooner, and it it feels like a more simple short loop um, that's true yeah really catchy and a lot of great horn playing as you mentioned all right so this one's weird we're going to move on to a track the full title here is scorching savannah high school performance so i'm pretty sure this is a recording of 
of I want to say like a high school wind band because that's really what it sounds like here. Um, and I think it's this medley, I believe, of some of the different themes in the series. Yeah, it's it's a change of pace for sure. Um, <laughs> I guess let's just take a lesson. This is Scorching Savannah High School Performance. You guys are listening to Scorching Savannah. This is a high school wind band. It's a really solid one. This is performed in real life by the Horikoshi High School Symphonic Band. And this one was composed by Yoshihiro Yano and Yumiake, as well as I think some other composers. Uh, yeah, this is this is really well done. What do you think about this, Will? I think it's great. I, I've actually written some music and done some ar- arranging for... Uh wind band and i think this piece is almost done almost as like a joke like there's something about hearing that theme in that but it's a fantastic arrangement and it's a really well written piece well performed it's actually that's a very tough ensemble to write for because there are so many instruments and of all these different groups coming together and there's so many doublings um that need to take place and often there's just there's a lot to uh, account for. And mm-hmm. I, I really like there's a certain um, point where this sort of groove is established with like tuba and trombones doing chords. And then you have right. you know, clarinets and uh, alto saxes taking the melody. And then you get some xylophone. And it's just very colorful and really nice orchestration, I think. Um, for sure. Yeah. It's a great piece. All right. Let's move on to the next track on our playlist. This is called Katama- Katamar Resort. One word, song, Katamar Resort song. And this is another Hideki Tobeda track, and I'm always a big fan of his compositions. Let's take a listen. Ba 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 
You guys are listening to Katamari Resort song from Katamari Forever, and I just love Tobeda's compositions. This is just classic textbook Katamari. Latin meet, meets lounge meets jazz meets J-pop. Really good solos later on, acoustic guitar. Uh, yeah, I just think it's super catchy. Same here. I love the kind of ba 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 da da da. And love the, there that. was even like a little bit of. Um, kind of like slide guitar at the beginning and give mm-hmm. it like a Hawaiian feel. I don't know. I really like it. Production is awesome. Melody is really solid. Very simple, repetitive. But again, we hear this a lot in this series where you take a simple, repetitive line, but the context changes with the, you know, the chord, the chord progression. And it is a really um, feel good chord progression. So that's cool. All right. We're going to move on to the last track of the day. This is called Katamari on the Funk. But it's actually not quite as straight-up funk as that Katamari on the Wings track, uh, ironically enough. To me, there's more Latin influence in this. Um, It is funky, for sure. But yeah, in any case, Katamari on the Funk, composed by you, Mayake. Let's take a listen. One, two, three, cuatro! That was a lot of fun. Loads of fun, really, really weird, quirky, awesome music in the series. Katamari Damashi. Long overdue. I can't believe it's taken us this long to do it. We want to thank Anthony, uh, as well as all of our wonderful patrons for their support. Fear not, we have some more wonderful Patreon-suggested episodes coming up later this season, so we're really excited to get to all this stuff. And, uh, yeah, excited to share this music with all of you. Absolutely. Thanks so much for joining us again, everybody. You can find uh, every episode of this show, as well as links to all of our original music at supermarcadobros.com. And thanks to all of you who've been uh, leaving reviews um, and ratings uh, on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. That helps, you know, new listeners to find out about our show. Indeed. For all of the incredible feedback that you guys give us, we have a contact page on our website and some of you choose to leave comments on our posts or whether you interact with us on 
Facebook or Discord or Twitter or any of the ways <laughs> that we like to be active on social media, we we definitely enjoy getting all of your feedback and yeah, a lot of fun. I know, yeah, we're we're very grateful to have um, such a thriving and active uh, fan community. Yeah, it's it's a real joy. One of the reasons we continue to do this show is is the interact the interaction with all of you. So keep it up, guys. Thanks a lot. We're gonna play you out with a really beautiful piece of music. It's called Cosmos from Katamari Forever, composed by Yoshihito Yano. All right, I think that just about does it for us. We should get out of here. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out. <laughs>